Good morning, my beautiful bitches and queens and humans and all the people tuning in. This is a very impromptu uh, bonus two, 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 two portal (laughs) message and episode for you. Um, I decided to just open up the Anchor app and start talking because it's such a special day and this month of this year we have two 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 portals um which i just think is so cool and um you know i know that a pod episode already went out this morning and um this has i don't know probably nothing to do with what we talk about in that episode but it's fine because again if you've been around for a while you know that um i don't give a shit about rules. And of course, now my dog is barking. She never barks. Oh, because there's a doggy going by. Um, Oh, brother. Please hold. Okay, we're good. Um, So anyway, like I was saying, if you've been around for a while, even if you're not, you know, you'll soon, soon find out that I believe um, that we get to make our own rules in business and in life and in relationships in all the things, right? We don't have to, um, we don't have to do anything we don't want to do, or we don't have to, um, we don't have to do anything we don't want to do. Yeah. I was going to try and come up with like a sly spin on that in some other way, but you know, your girl's tired. She just is. There has been a lot of shifts a lot of awakenings, a lot of truths coming to the surface for me in my life. And, um, you know, it's interesting because the angel number two is all about alignment. And um, I guess you could say maybe balance or I don't know. um, What's another word for alignment? being in the right place at the right time, like maybe uh, seren- serendipity. I think that's the word. Um, but basically, it's it's <laughs> that's exactly what's happening in my life right now. And it's really interesting because the things that are coming up for me are things that have been bubbling under the surface for years, if I'm being honest, years. And um, I just think it's so funny that it always – you know, I talk to you all all the time, right? About doing the things that feel good, like stretching your edges, like allowing yourself to have what you want. And, um, you know, you don't have to make other people happy at the expense of your own happiness and all these things, right? Powerful shit. I mean, that's good fucking sound advice, but you know, we're humans. I'm a human. I don't always take the advice I give. I don't always live by every single thing I've ever said to somebody. I mean, I do live by it. I guess I should say that differently because that sounds not so great. But, you know, it's easy to forget that we can apply these things to our own lives, right? Like, I'm sure we've all given advice to someone else that's like, fucking bomb advice and you're like hell yeah I'm a good friend or whatever and then you turn around and you're like wait hmm am I taking my own advice though like am I doing that so you know I love to walk my talk I do my best to do that all the time and you know it's 
tough. And right now, you know, I have been in a really kind of a, I would say a dark place. Like for the last probably like six months or so, it just felt like a bad mood that I just couldn't get out of or like a dark cloud that I couldn't get out underneath from. And, um, you know, my, my mood was super up and down and my, um, my anxiety has gotten really bad. And now I have this shoulder problem and it's really hard for me to work. And I've had to, you know, like book clients differently. I've had to lean on my assistant more, um, just all sorts of things that I've had to kind of loosen up my grip on, like give or uh, less control, right? Like give up control. I'm taking a sip of my coffee. Um, And it's been quite the process, right? Because it's like I get to have what I want and what I need. And right now what I need is to rest my shoulder, which I use like – all day long when I'm at the salon, right? I mean, I use it all day long, even at home. It's been quite a journey figuring out how to do shit left-handed or to like not instinctively like reach up on into a cabinet with my right hand. It even hurts you guys to wave at people and it hurts to turn my car off. Like this is, and I have, I'm pretty sure like, I don't know, I think all women probably have a very high pain tolerance um, partially because like, hello, we bring humans into the world and because like, we're just never taught to slow down and take care of ourselves. And I'm realizing that I'm kind of getting stuck in that same trap of, you know, but, but X, Y, and Z is relying on me. Like these people are relying on me. The situation has to get taken care of, like blah, 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 whatever. Right. Like, I mean, it may, you know, I'm talking to my doctor and like, you know, we're looking into what could be the problem. I do have an old rotator cuff injury. So it could be that just because my arm is, or my shoulder maybe that was weak to begin with. And now the repetition of basically doing the same exact movements every day at work for 14 years is like now, you know, my arm's angry. Um, But also I went and saw my Reiki practitioner And she, you know, I'm talking to her about like, you know, where things are at right now with life, with business, blah, 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 how I'm feeling. And I'm telling her about my shoulder. And I'm like, you know, it's interesting because it's like my body is literally now telling me like, take a step back, slow down, take a break. And um, it's my right shoulder. And she's like, you know, that's really interesting because the right side of the body is the masculine side. And masculine is the the hustle, basically, right? The grind, the go, 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 the perfection, the overanalyzing, the um there's there's good things about the masculine. We need a balance, right? But like I, for most of my life, like many people, was pretty much like really consumed by masculine energy. Um, because it's the world we live in, right? Like it's run by men, it's ruled by the patriarchy, like it's shifting, but it's going to take a while, right? Um, People now are talking more about the divine feminine and leaning into your feminine and how we need to have more flow and just more ease and a little bit more trust, um, more alignment. 
And although I have been doing that and practicing that and like deepening into that over the last handful of years, I mean, I still, you know, I still very much get stuck sometimes in old patterns of being ruled by the masculine. Like, you know, my brain wants to take over. That's like, that's my safety net, right? That's my go-to pattern of like overworking, overthinking, overdoing, um, sometimes even overgiving so that I don't have to kind of take a step back and assess how I'm feeling, what I'm wanting, what I'm needing, right? And I think that's probably so true for so many people. And I know that when I speak with my clients about this, like it's very real for them. Like this is something that almost all of my clients have coming up for them is like they don't necessarily know that it's like I would like to balance the feminine and masculine energies in my world, but it's like, you know, I can't keep performing at this rate and and producing at this rate like I'm either on the cusp of burning out, I'm burnt out, I want to quit my job. I I don't know how the fuck to like I can't sustain this. Um or they can see that coming and they want to shift, right? And cuz that's where I was at. So that's who I speak to. Cuz I know exactly what that's like. And it's interesting because in the beauty industry specifically, like the majority of people in the beauty industry are women and yet it's still ran by men and it's run by the masculine. Like it is so entrenched in hustle culture that like, I I mean... It's rough, y'all. It's like if you're a hairstylist or a beauty professional listening to this, you know, you know how addictive that is, right? Because it's like addicting when we put in so much like, quote, work or effort, right? And then to like yield results from that, you that you're that's the evidence that you're trained to see. That's the evidence that you're trained to look at and when that either stops working or or isn't working or doesn't feel good, we start ignoring those cues because we're like, well, this is the only way. And so it's been like a real fucking, I don't even know, gift, honor, like just amazing experience to have beauty professionals in my six-figure beauty business course that are like, holy shit, you know, this is exactly what I needed. Like, I, you know, retraining themselves to look for different types of evidence and allowing themselves to set boundaries and be honest about what they really want and what their goals are instead of being their business being run by like what they're seeing other people do. And, you know, we all, whether you're a beauty professional or just an entrepreneur, we started our businesses for freedom right? We, we wanted whatever that might be, financial freedom, time freedom. Um, I don't know. Those are the two big things for me, but freedom to do what you want and what feels good, regardless of, you know, like you don't necessarily have like a boss to check into, right? You are your boss, but that does take a certain amount of discipline, right? It does. And, um, you do have to like take care of a lot of things. You have to wear a lot of hats. So in the beginning, it is going to feel a little more hustly because you have to take care of 
more things, right? And as you grow and as you make more money, you can start handing those things off to other people. And I don't know why this isn't talked about more, but hiring VAs or assistants or whatever, like that should be in whether you like make a budget or it should be on your goal list. It should be like within the realm of possibility at any stage of your career, because I think we all deserve to be supported from the beginning. It shouldn't be something we're striving for like at the end, like, oh, I've really made it when I can hire an assistant. And I know it does take, it's an, and it's another expense, but I think there's ways to do things that there's always more than one way, right? There's always, we're creative people. We think out of the box, like naturally, so why are we putting ourselves back in boxes when it comes to our business? That's what really kind of like blows my mind when I realize this about myself where I was like, what the fuck? Like I started this business because I'm creative, because I don't want to be in a nine to five, because I don't want a boss. I want, I'm kind of like a little bit of a rebel. Like I want to be able to do things how I want to do them. Why am I like making my business like trying to fit it into this mold or this box of like what other people are saying it should be. Like my business is me. It's a reflection of me. It's a, it's like a, not a, I mean, it is a part of you, right? Um, but like, let's not get too, we need to separate ourselves from our businesses enough to have a healthy life, but you know, it's an extension of you. It's an extension of me. So I'm like, okay, how can I make it more me? And more me is just like not giving a fuck about what every educator is trying to shove down my throat, like with the methodologies and the frameworks and the whatever else, right? And I don't have like, I guess you could say I have a methodology, but I definitely don't have like a framework for how to get to six figures because everyone's so different. Like there's no way I can tell you how to do that. And that's the beauty of owning your own business. And that's the beauty of finding a community of people that you feel good around, right? If you're in a community, right, or a course, or you have a mentor, and they're telling you that you have to do X, Y, Z, and then you're feeling super like anxious or, you know, like really not that that's not in line with what you want to do or just it feels bad, listen to that. Listen to that piece, okay? And, you know, I, I'm talking about this because it all coincides with alignment, right? It all goes hand in hand with alignment. When we're honest with ourselves, when we're able to say the things, whether it's out loud, in our journal, like to ourselves, whatever, that we really want in life, in business, in relationships, like that's when we're able to make shifts in our lives that feel really good. They might also feel really fucking scary. Like right now, the shifts that I'm like debating and thinking about, they feel really scary. Like I'm looking at a 14-year career that I may have to shift out of because my fucking arm hurts so bad, you know, but also it's something I've considered for for a long time. Like it's something that if I like, if I'm going to be totally honest, I guess I'm just putting it all out there in this episode. Why not? I never, ever planned on being a hairstylist in a hair salon. That was never my dream. 
it what well I shouldn't say never it probably was when I went into beauty school but by the time I finished beauty school and I was like you know this doesn't really feel like it's what I want to do forever like the behind the chair working all the time because you know I was taking clients every day at the end of school and I was just like dude this is fucking exhausting and like kind of boring and it's like I that's not how everyone feels, right? But that was how I felt. So I got a job in LA. I My now husband, boyfriend at the time, moved down there. Um, I wanted to work. I decided to try working on set, you know, for a production company. I worked for um, a production company that made Hallmark Lifetime Spike TV movies, which at the time were like, this was 2008, nine. 2008, I think. And um, those movies were like, everyone was watching fucking Lifetime at that time. Like, it was a big deal. I was like, holy shit. And so I worked for a few months, but then production shut down because it was 2008 and it was the recession. And they only went into production a couple times that whole entire year. So I had to go get a job. So someone that graduated from my beauty school um, I went to the Paul Mitchell School in San Francisco. Um, someone, a, a recent graduate, was working at a salon in the LA area, and um, she called me and was like, "Hey, you know, I heard you, you're looking for a job. Blah blah blah. Like, I talked to the owner, so bring your resume down. Ask for Babette. Like, she'll talk to you." And I was like, "Okay." I didn't know anything about this place. Nothing. I knew the name of the salon and the address, but like. I had no idea that I was driving to Beverly Hills and that the owner of this salon literally owned the entire block, North Cannon Drive. <laughs> like, what? And this freaking salon was two stories. It had a jewelry counter. It had a cafe. It had a valet in the back. It had, um, like, like, Christina Applegate got her facials there. I mean, it was it wasn't super, super... It was bougie, but it was like older money and like not super, super hot celebrities. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like um, Oprah's best friend, Gail, she got her she got her hair done there. And a lot of the basketball players' wives got their hair done there. Um, Amanda Bynes, she she saw the guy that I worked for. Anyway, how did I get on this? I don't know. We're tangenting and we're rolling with it, okay? I'm just giving y'all a rundown of just the things that are happening in my mind. I didn't have a plan. So enjoy. Um, anyway, I walk in, I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like I am not dressed for this place. I mean, this was, it was like marble and, and, and like very fancy, like Italy, maybe like Italian vibes. Um, which was beautiful, but I was like looking around thinking, I mean, this was, you know, when the sleek bobs were in, like I, I had a freaking bright red, pixie cut and like vintage thrifted clothes. I was wearing like a probably, I don't even know what, like an, probably a jean skirt with like tights and boots and bangles. And oh my gosh, you guys, it was definitely, it was, that was a fun phase. Um, and so I walk in, I have my resume, like, of course, you know, I'm such a professional bitch. I'm like, oh my gosh, hi, I'm here for Babette, la la la. And, um, you know, I should have known Babette. It's a very fancy name. Only fancy people have that name. And so she walks over. She's like this perfect. I mean, she looked, she was an older woman. I don't know how old, but probably older than she looked because she looked amazing. She was dressed immaculately. She had like this immaculate bob. 
like an Anna Wintour bob. That's kind of like who she vibed, her vibe, right? She was very classy. And um, she was super nice. And she was like, okay, like, um, go ahead and take a seat. I'll go grab Batiste and he'll come and interview you. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who's Batiste? You know, like, who are these people and what are these names? (laughs) And so um, Batiste comes over and that's actually was his last name, middle name. I don't remember. His first name was Joe. So that made me feel a little better. I was like, okay. Um, But there's already a Joe there. I'm like, obviously, there's like 200 people that fucking work here. Um, So he had to go by Batiste. So, And there was already an Elizabeth that worked there. So I had to go by Liz, which whatever is fine. Um, But not my first choice. And he, we talked. He took me on a tour. Um, He even took me on a tour like to Rodeo Drive or tour. <laughs> I mean, sort of. He took me on like a little walking tour, I guess, of Beverly Hills. Like the da- that little, there's only a few, I don't know what you call them, downtown maybe, streets. Um, it's a very like kind of small community. And um, he took me to Rodeo Drive and he was like, there is the Pretty Woman Hotel. And I was just so fucking awestruck, you guys. I just like couldn't, I was like, is this real life? <laughs> what the? like where am I and it was so fun and it was so cool and he was so nice and we vibed really well and he's like you know I I have someone coming in tomorrow for like a working interview um I'll give you a call at the end of the day or like sometime this weekend and let you know if you know if that doesn't work out then I'll have you come in next week for a working interview I'm like okay so I leave I drive home I'm kind of like man all right, we'll see what happens. You know, kind of, kind of bummed because it just felt like a good fit. And by the time I got home, he had, I don't remember if he called me or texted me. I don't remember if texting was like a big thing yet. What, what year was that? 2008? I mean, probably that you guys, it's like, (laughs) that's a hilarious thing to wonder. Um, but by the time I had gotten home, he had left me a message and was like, i canceled the working interview for tomorrow. I just think that you're a better fit. So be here by 9am. I was like, Oh my God. It was like eight or 9pm at night. I was like, Holy shit. Okay. So I started working for him. I was his assistant for about a year and then things were like moving forward for me to like start going on the floor and stuff because I was, you know, a go-getter. And, um, I just, straight up ass like the big man, Mr. Umberto himself. If I could, I was like, look, I know what I'm doing. Like I want to take clients. I want to get going. I don't want to be an assistant for like five years. Okay. Some of the assistants here, no, it's not going to be me. I need to work. I need to get my hands in some hair. And he just thought that was hilarious. And he's like, no one's ever like come up to me and said that. I'm like, wolves. Okay. Is, can't, can I though? Like, is that cool? And he was like, gonna work with me on starting to take clients and um so I was like jazzed but at the same time every time I went into the back room to mix color it was like I got this dooming like this dreaded like doom feeling in the pit of my stomach and I just kept thinking like I don't want to like I don't want this to be my life because it was always chaotic back there because there was you know There was always a million people back there mixing up shit and talking shit and like talking about their clients and talking about how whatever they were doing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like not the vibe. I'm like, 
And so I, you know, me had to be like very honest and open and communicative. So I told Kyle one night, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think I want to like work in a salon. And I was like, and if I am, I don't want to do it here. I want to go back home, you know, because the whole point we moved down there was so that I could have this other job, which, um, you know, didn't pan out as it turns out totally fine. Cause that, I mean, everyone, the, my friends that were in that industry, the production industry, like they didn't have lives y'all. They w- lived, breathed work. And that is also not my vibe. <laughs> so I was like, you know, mm, yeah, I can't put in 10 years of like literal working for basically free, having no life, like away from my family, unable to, I mean, no, mm-mm, nope, working through blood, sweat, tears, family stuff, I can't do it. So um, I knew that wasn't for me. And so I was like, well, what the hell is for me? Like, I don't know. And education was always something that was in the back of my mind. So when I I told my boss that I wasn't going to stay, it was a really big fucking deal. And he was kind of mad. Um, but he understood. He was like, you know, I'm actually not surprised. Like you know exactly what you want. Like if you, I knew that if, if you didn't want to be here, you would tell me. And so I appreciate you being that open and honest about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I gave him a two week notice and he was like, you can just go today. And I was like, wait, what? So the beauty industry is weird. They don't like two week notices, which I just find so odd. It's like, what? Like, let me work. Like, what the hell? So I had to like move up the start date for my other job. And I moved back to San Francisco um, and worked at a Palmetto salon there where there was like, they said, you know, room for growth. And like, I could ultimately end up like training the assistants and coming up with an education program, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, great. And so I was there for about a year and like, you know, the vibe, it just was, it, I was a commission artist and they didn't offer rental. And I just realized that I really wasn't, I was over giving for what I was getting compensated for. And so then I was like, okay, like, I don't think this is the thing either. And, um, I moved back home to my hometown, which is like a suburb outside of San Francisco, um, where my boyfriend was working and um, I got a job at like my friend's salon in town. Like my friend worked as a hairstylist at this salon. It was kind of like the happening salon at the time. A lot of like younger uh, people worked there and it was like big and they had just moved into a new location. So, um, you know, that was right when salons were starting to get like trendy. I know that sounds weird, but we're also in a suburb, right? And this was when salons were starting to like really be like super cute inside and like being on trend with like the vibes and stuff. And so um, I started working with her and my business just fucking boomed. It like took off. Um, I ended up renting after a year. Um, I did move to a different salon because she changed her business model, wasn't going to allow renters anymore. And that's what I wanted to do. So again, I stuck to what I wanted. I communicated what I wanted. I didn't leave on bad terms because she knew I was, she knew I wanted to rent. And when she told me I couldn't, I was like, that's totally fine. Like you can totally run your business how you want, but I'm going to leave because, you know, I want to rent and I'm going to go find somewhere that will let me rent. So that's when I started. And that was 10, 11 years ago, something like that. So I started my career 
not wanting to be in a salon. And now I've been in a, working behind the chair for 10 plus years and it's been really wonderful. And I've been in my hometown. Also something Kyle and I never thought we would do was like move back here and stay here. Uh, we were very much thinking it was temporary, but you know, things just kept working out in our favor. So, and then we got married and then we had a kid and like now Kyle works in town and it just makes sense to be here. Right. Um, we bought our house this year. We got a dog. Like, you know, things are good. But at the same time, I am wondering if it's time to go all in on my coaching business. And it's something that I think about a lot. And it's something that I is such a hard decision to make because some of my clients have been with me for over 10 years. Like, I've seen their kids go from being toddlers to being teenagers. Like, what? You know, so it's hard. It's a hard business to be in when we get to know our people, our clients so well, and we get to be with them for so long, especially if they come every like four or six weeks, you're seeing them like 10 to 12 times a year. It's a lot, you know, like that's more than some people see their families. So, you know, I'm trying not to take the decision lightly, but also I know that this time in my life is about alignment, right? It's like one of those times again where, you know, being super honest with myself feels scarier because I I have more responsibilities. Like I have more bills to pay. I have a child, like I have a family. Um, you know, before when it was like, oh, this isn't working for me. Like I'm going to go figure out what is, you know, when I was 23, 24, whatever, the the stakes didn't feel like they were as high. It's like, okay, whatever, it's fine. Um, but now, of course, it, the stakes feel so much higher. So the risk is greater, right? But the reward could be even greater. So if you're in a place where you're wondering, is this the right thing for me? Am I doing what really fulfills me? Is it time to move on from this? Like maybe you know it's time. Maybe you're in like a toxic environment. Maybe you are being undercompensated, undervalued, underappreciated. Um, maybe you're just being spoken to in a shitty way. Like it's okay to leave for those reasons, any of them, plus any other reason, plus just because you feel like it. It's okay. It's okay to make those choices and it's okay to do what you need to do. And I know it's hard because I'm in the same fucking boat. Um, I'm also in the middle of a flare-up, which kind of feels like a surprise, but not really because my anxiety was so bad. I was wondering if that was going to happen. So I have like one, two, three, four canker sores in my mouth right now. I'm going to say luckily, (laughs) loosely, Um, but luckily most of them are on my lips like the inside of my lips, which hasn't happened before, but honestly, it's so much easier to deal with than when my tongue has them that I'm okay with it. It also kind of looks like I either have like a fat lip or got lip injections. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's kind of fun, I guess, because um, my lips are kind of swollen from all the kinker sores. But um, anyway, you know, it's it's really hard when I'm in a flare-up and when I have big anxiety to like stick to a schedule and like get up and like go somewhere and have to get ready. And then, you know, being at work is 
where you, I mean, you're using your physical body, your mental state, your fit, emotional, like every ounce of your being is being used to perform the job. And that's really a lot for my nervous system, especially when I'm in a flare up. So, um, you know, it just, it might honestly be time y'all. It might be time. Maybe you maybe heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you know, and that's not, I haven't told anyone that except Kyle. So like, don't tell. Okay. Just like it's our secret. And, um, anyway, just, you know, be honest with yourself, do what you need to do. And I want to know, come find me. I'll tag my Instagram in the show notes. Cause there probably won't be any show notes. It'll probably just say like, Bonus episode, follow me on Instagram or TikTok. Um, I've been getting a lot of followers on TikTok, which has been really fun. So, um, you know, there's some things coming up, coming down the pipelines. I'm trying to let myself rest right now and not be super stressed about what's coming. But what's coming is the mastermind will open, doors will open for that in March. So in like a couple weeks, we'll start in April. There's going to be two different types of mastermind groups to be in. And, um, I'm really excited about that. One's a little bit more higher touch, which I think is going to be so much fun, but I'm only accepting like three people into that one because they're going to get so much of my undivided attention. Um, so it's going to be like very exclusive. And then the other mastermind group will be, um, like the regular kind that I always run group calls, um, private Facebook group, all the things. And that I will accept probably like six to eight people. Um, and then you don't have to be in the beauty industry to be in my mastermind groups. Um, just an entrepreneur or even someone who wants to be an entrepreneur. Fuck. Like if you're wanting to get out of your situation, maybe it's a nine to five or like, I don't know, whatever. Um, and you want to start your own business or make money, just doing something literally we can you can monetize anything these days um then it would be perfect for you too so those will open up soon in the next couple of weeks and um i'm going to be hosting a reels masterclass in a few weeks also so that will be i will open up um signups for that pretty soon probably um, so if you want to get started with reels or you have questions or like you just want to know more about them, this will be great. It's going to be super interactive. We're going to make some together on the call. There's going to be lots of questions and answers periods. And I'll have like a couple um, like a workbook so that you can take that home with you and like have it so you don't forget what you learned. Um, and then other than that, I'm not really sure what's going to be happening. Um, my membership might reopen in the spring because I've been having ideas about that we'll see moon groups I don't know y'all like just things are things are like I said shifting expanding opening up I'm excited to see what unfolds and I hope that you have a very fucking magical portal day the second portal day of the month and I don't know the next when the hell will there be a next one I I honestly don't even no, three, 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 three. I mean, dang, dang, you guys. All right, seriously, today's a magical day. Let yourself fucking dream up all the things, okay? Write them down, send them to me, tell me what you're daydreaming about. Oh my God, I want to know. And yes, it always takes me like five minutes to get off, 
get off the podcast, to get off the phone call, to get off Zoom, like my clients know. It's so funny. I'm always like stalling. But this is what happens at family gatherings. Like we, you have to give yourself like 30 minutes to leave because I don't know, we're all just like lovers, I guess. Please don't leave. Don't, no, not yet. Stay longer. Give you another hug. Um, anyway, I love you all. Have a magical day. Okay. Peace, bitches.